Hello, everybody. We're back. And welcome to this week's edition of Slade the Buffyverse Revisited. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Jeremy. I'm your other host, James. And yes, we are back. Our third season, the third season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, time is flying, Jeremy. Uh, well, we're all, I mean, what would you say? Uh, halfway through this season, we'll be halfway through the series. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's how math works. Um, <laughs> the, the, the math is mathing. The math is mathing. Um, how were your holidays, James? Well, not too bad. Can't complain. How about yours? Pretty good. Pretty good. I got some, uh, I got some good loot from Santa Claus. That's um, good. He was a good fat man this year. <laughs> That's yeah. good. Yeah. Spe- yeah. Uh, speaking of good fat men, you sent me something. What? <laughs> I didn't. Wait a minute. You called me a fat you bastard. Um, <laughs> I did send you something. I sent you a Christmas present. Um, it was just something I kind of saw last minute, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is James all day." So we decided to. Uh, to save it for today, so you you could open live on the uh, return broadcast. So why don't we do that? I did. I agreed to hold off on my childlike excitement and I uh, see that. Open it. Open it today. I do. I do know it's a book of some sort. Right. Right. Let's see. Wasn't any way of concealing that, really. There, there wasn't. It is. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Demons of the Hellmouth, A Guide for Slayers by Rupert Giles. By Rupert Giles, by yes, Rupert indeed. Giles. All I right. thought, wow, an in-universe book by the character, James's favorite character. That's, yeah, he's got Very it. nice. I had no idea this existed. Nor did I. When I came across it, I was like, what? Wow. And that's this... when I was like, oh, yeah, James has got to have this. Very nice. A forward by Anthony Stewart had himself. Wow. Right? This is very nice. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I you appreciate are welcome, that. James. You are quite welcome. You you are a, a fine co-host and a scholar and a gentleman. And I wish you a Merry Christmas. Thank you. I appreciate that. And Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you as well. I will put this... Uh, on my bookshelf next to uh, my copy of The Giving Tree and um, uh, a penthouse collection. <laughs> no, I oh. actually uh, I uh, if you know this because I've mentioned it to you before. I made a big push to go completely digital a mm-hmm. while ago, with music and everything, and mm-hmm. I got rid of a bunch of books. I only kept a handful. Mm-hmm. Um, so this will go up there next to the handful that I kept. And some of the ones I kept were The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein um, and um, A Die Hard Christmas, which is a illustrated uh, uh, illustrated retelling of Die Hard uh, in the style of uh, The Night Before Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I. uh I can't do the dig. I can't. I I have a massive collection of books, uh, vinyl, etc. I I I can't go the whole digital route. It's just it's just not not for see me, sir. Can, see if I can get a decent uh, 
picture of oh, this. Oh, oh, that's quite, quite lovely. That is. That's sexy. That sexy. is sexy. Sexy ball. All right. All right. Well, All very right. nice. Again, Ow. thank you. You are welcome, sir. Uh, let me address the elephant in the room. I'm obviously my camera has changed my angling and whatnot. And I have a green screen behind me. That's not being used. Um, had some lighting issues and whatnot. I didn't have time to uh, futz with it too much this week. Hopefully next week I will have that resolved and I will put some type of offensive pornography behind me or something while we uh, record. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll figure out something to put back there and uh, just uh, having fun, you know, you should figure out you should figure out how to route uh, my my video to your green screen. Okay, <laughs> um, we could do that, uh, um, <laughs> but I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I'm I, I could be it could just be me, but the more of me, the better. Right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> Um, so anyway, James, uh, oh, I failed to mention, uh, because we're, you know, it's been so long. Um, we will be diving into ladies and gentlemen, season three, episode one and today. Yes, we will. Season three. Wow. Season three already. Yes. Um, how about if I give you some tasty dates and deets? Jared. Do that for us. Make them tasty and delicious. I will. As previously mentioned, we will be diving into Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 3, Episode 1, the 35th episode of the series overall. And uh, just some Season 3 overall behind-the-scenes tidbits. Not a lot going on. Um, but being that this is the third season, we do get a revamped opening sequence that adds Seth Green uh, to the um, regular cast and uh, includes the official Buffy the Vampire Slayer logo for the first time and introduces the remastered theme song that will be heard in the opening credits for the rest of the series. Indeed. Uh, our episode this week, as previously stated, is Anne. Our episode director is He Who Shall Not Be Named, and our episode credited writer is also He Who Shall Not Be Named. Our original air date was September 29th, 1998, on the now-defunct WB Network, and the episode pulled in 4.7 million households when it first aired. That is our Nielsen rating. Our regular cast, as always, includes Sarah Michelle Gellar as Buffy, Nicholas Brendan as Xander, Allison Hannigan as Willow, Charisma Carpenter as Cordelia, Seth Green as Oz, and Anthony Stewart Head as Giles. Our guest stars this week include Christine Sutherland as Joyce, Julia Lee as Lily, who fans may remember previously appeared in the first season as Chantrell. She was a member of the vampire worshiping cult that uh, Buffy's fifth grade crush crush uh, was a member of. Um, she is playing the same character um, in this episode. Uh, she has just changed her name. Um, and she will go on to make a, several appearances on Angel in the future. In which she um, will 
brutally, brutally murdered. Or is that not no? Did I make that up? Um, I don't remember, to be honest with you. Oh, wait, I and yeah, go ahead, sorry. I think I'm thinking of someone and yeah, I don't think it's her. Um Carlos Jacket as Ken, Mary Pat Green as Joan, Chad Todd Hunter as Ricky, and Larry Bagby the third as Larry. Our episode synopsis this week's this week reads Far from Home, Buffy takes on a demonic force threatening to destroy inner city kids living on the streets. Wow. Wow. Why do they have to be inner city? I mean, I mean in the inner city, but I mean they are they are I in the inner think, city. I don't think these particular demons were too picky about who these where these kids came from, but uh probably not. My synopsis says Buffy, living on her own in a big city, assists a girl whose boyfriend was mysterious <laughs> has mysteriously vanished. Back in Sunnydale, Buffy's friends do their best to battle the forces of evil without her. So yeah, they pretty much just gave. They just there's no sense in recapping. We could just go yeah, right. right yeah, we'll just yeah, we'll just skip right to uh, monsterology. Yeah, yeah we're fine. Yep, <laughs> good. Everything's good. <laughs> Jeremy, why don't you dive us into the episode? I don't think so. I think I want you to take us into the cold open. You want me to? Okay, I do. Um, <laughs> uh let me pull up my notes here getting i can i can take us into it no no i'll do it i got it not a problem um uh we open as all season openers should and one of the some some sunny dale cemeteries sorry easy for you to say uh and we see that uh um a young man by the name of Andrew Holick, according to the gravestone, is rising from his grave as a vampire. And uh, we soon discover that Willow, Xander, and Oz have taken up Slayer duties in Buffy's absence. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they're not very good at it. And he <laughs> he escapes. Uh, and they commiserate about uh, the start of the new school year, which is apparently the next day. Um, and they wonder where Buffy is and how she's doing and if she even knows that school is starting tomorrow. And uh, we cut to... Um, uh, a beach at sunset it would appear and Buffy's standing on the beach and as she's standing there um, a pair of arms wrap around her and we pan out and we see that it's Angel and they have a brief exchange and uh, um, Buffy wakes up and gets out of bed and we see that she's living in a little rundown apartment. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thought it was a crowd. We, we see that she's living in a uh, little rundown apartment. And uh, we see some, we know it's L.A. because we see some uh, uh, LAPD uh, police cars uh, across the intersection. 
um, from the window she's looking out of. And our credits roll. That's our cold open. Yeah. Um, okay. So before we even get started, I've already got something to bring up. So she's wanting to get away. She had to run away after last season with everything going on. She, you know, um, had to kill her lover and uh, she's wanted for murder. Um, her mother's basically thrown her out, yada, yada. Why would she go back to the city that where she literally spent the first 16 years of her life, where her father lives, where like probably everyone she ever knew before Sunnydale lives? Like, it, it just doesn't seem to me like a very smart, like she's trying to disappear. You know what I mean? Right. And it doesn't right. seem like, um, LA would be the smartest uh, place to go considering that's where she's from. Well, I agree, but also, um, uh, something I took into consideration cause I thought that too, but I would venture to say that LA is probably very much like any other major metropolitan city in which you've got, you've got LA proper, you know, the city like here, you've got Chicago proper and mm. then you've got, the outlying areas it's still chicago but it's a suburb of chicago the river birth. north R- river north lakeview you know um but it's not actually in the in the city proper uh, mm-hmm. my guess is that's that's how la is set up and buffy and her entire world pre sunnydale was probably in one of those la suburbs you know yeah i would so, i don't know i'm just saying for me if i was trying to disappear i would not go back to a place that i had ever been ever that anyone would possibly know me you know I, it just seems of course she is a teenager so you know right probably going somewhere right. that she still felt somewhat um at ease and comfortable i guess right right although she has taken up residence in a crack house um I don't know if we ever see that it's actually that bad. Well, she leaves at one point, and we see a guy dead in the hallway with a needle in his arm. <laughs> no, so. we don't. Oh, we don't? We don't see that? We don't. We don't oh, okay. See okay. I'm my- <laughs> um, <laughs> so we come back uh, from commercial, and it's the next day, and school has started up in Sunnydale. Um willows in the hall and who shows up but oz and she's like the fuck homeboy you fucking i thought you graduated or like why are you here and he's like oh yeah you remember when i didn't graduate (laughs) she's like no i don't fucking remember that and he's like yeah i didn't graduate so uh yeah he's a super smart dude but he's pretty much a a fuck off at school so he didn't graduate the following well he could have graduated had he gone to summer school but he also did not do that. So one of the funniest lines in the episode is that is there is their exchange when you you mentioned it here. You he was like he was like, yeah, remember when I didn't graduate? And then and then Willow's like, yeah, that was what summer school was for. And he was like, yeah, remember when I didn't go to that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so. She's like, but you're so smart and you get you you test off the charts and everything. And he's just like, yeah, but, you know, you know, I just didn't want to do that. So he's having stop. 
He's like, stop hounding me, bitch. And then he backhands her. Whoa, but she catches his hand, snaps his wrist, and then immediately fucking snaps his neck. And, and right. um, Oz has passed away. <laughs> uh, but no, he... Uh, so yeah, he's going to have to repeat his senior year. So... Which, obviously, I feel like they did this because they were like, oh, shit, well, now that Oz is part of the crew, we need him to be, we don't need him, we don't want him to being ahead of them, like, not in school all day while they are in school. And I'm like, when you started the character, why didn't you just fucking make him the same age? Like, why did you start a year ahead anyway? You know? My my assumption, and I don't have anything to back this up because I, I didn't look into it. Or, and I've, I've never heard anything about it, but my guess would be that Oz, that Oz becoming a regular character is very similar to Spike becoming a f- character where kind of by accident, yeah. right? Where perhaps he wasn't meant to be around more than a few episodes, but his popularity with the fan base kind of necessitated his being brought on, uh, as a, you know, regular character. Yeah, and I will say, um, I was going to make note of this later, but this is the first, as of this season, he's now in the opening credits. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I said that. Oh, you did? Yeah, it was, it was uh, part I, of when I, Probably when I was, when I was ignoring you. Um, he, uh, no. <laughs> it was, it was part of my season three overall behind the scenes. Yeah, I was definitely ignoring you at that point. Um, uh, <laughs> Actually, I was on mute and I was eating a Three Musketeers bar. But anyway, um, uh, <laughs> so it's good yeah, for they, the listeners to know nothing's changed over the last month. <laughs> oh no, 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 not at all. Uh, we're getting right back into our normal stupidity. Um, so yeah, they have that conversation. They go off. Um, Giles is apparently he's been searching for Buffy all all summer because. Uh, that she's been gone. Um, and he's got a lead now that he, he was on the phone. And he's got a lead now in Oakland, I believe he said. So he's going to jump the first flight to Oakland to go. I, I want to interrupt you real quick and backtrack to this scene with Willow and Oz. Cause it's also intercut with, um, us with, uh, bits of scene for Willow and Cordelia and Willow and Xander yeah. and, and Xander and Cordelia. And I don't, it looks to me, and tell me what you think. I, I think it was done in one, all one long tracking shot. It looked like it, but I thought, like, God, damn, they, cause you got to get a perfect take on er- on everything to do a long tracking shot like that. Right. But so I it, it's either clever editing or they did it all in one shot. I, I think that I couldn't find anything about it, but it, but it really looks to me like they did it in one long tracking shot. Which yeah, because that was, that was something. Yeah, well, yeah, because that was something that got really made famous by um, ER, the right. show ER. Um, they would have long, like, fifteen-minute-long single sh- tracking shot deals with multiple people and things. And I was like, that is that takes some fucking that. Yeah, that's yeah impressive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as, uh, so Giles is heading off to hop the first plane to Oakland to go check on this lead. Um, apparently he's, uh, had several other leads throughout the summer that, that didn't pan out, but this one is something about a, a a younger girl fighting vampires. So he's hopeful that this might be the, uh, this might be the buffster. Um, and we see that Xander and Cordelia, they haven't seen each other yet. 
um, they haven't seen each other all summer because um, Cordelia runs into uh, Willow and she's been in some, I don't know, some rich person vacation all summer. And uh, they're, they're both very clearly wanting, can't wait to see each other, um, but they haven't thus far. Um, and when they finally meet up, they're very awkward. They say a few words to each other, and then they both walk away angrily, basically. Um, so shit's not shit's not perfect in the uh, Cordelia Xander front. Um, then we cut to a diner, I guess you could call it, there in L.A., and it's called Helen's Kitchen. And who is working as a waitress but Buffy? Or as her name tag says, Anne. And she goes up to a table, and there's a couple of homeless-looking teens there, uh, and she's taking their order, and they're all over each other, and um, they're annoying. Let's just be honest; they're they're being very annoying. And he like pulls out this pocket full of like change. He's like, "What can we get for that?" And I would have been like, you can get the fuck out with that. It's what you can get. <laughs> but they ask something about, I think he says, or she uh, says cake. L- yeah, Lily asks if they can get cake. Yeah, and what's he say? Don't be stupid. And we I was have like, to- oh! Yeah, he's like, don't be stupid. We have to eat healthy. And I was like, dude. Yeah, I was like, dude. wow. And he's like, how about pie? And I was like, <laughs> right, right. fucking hell. So Buffy's like... Well, pies got what? fruit in it. Yeah, and Puff, Buffy's like, well, we have peach pie. There there might actually be some peach in it. And so I guess that's what they're getting. And um, he, like, shows, he's like, oh, hey, look at this. Look, check this out. And they blew all their money on this, on, a, on like, a matching tattoo where they put their arms together, and it says Lily and Ricky. And then it says, our idiots, um, underneath it. But um, so... Uh, Buffy's like, oh, oh, yeah, cool. Uh, good for you, dumb shits. And the girl starts questioning Buffy. She's like, don't I know you? And da 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 Buffy's like, no, you don't, and fuck off. And she, Buffy leaves, and um, um, she she goes up to the uh, another waitress there, and she's like, I- I'm not feeling good. Can you cover for me? And the old lady's like, yeah, sure, and. Buffy just immediately takes her. She's already like taking her um, like apron. Smock, yeah, apron off <laughs> before the lady even says yes. Yeah. She's just assuming, look, look, old bitch, I'm leaving. So, um, you kind of, you kind of get the idea that Buffy does recognize this girl, and is like, oh shit, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Um, so that's kind of why she she uh, bailed out. And so she's kind of roaming the streets a little bit later. Um, and she passes this elderly, like homeless looking woman who's like slumped in a doorway. And all she's saying is, I'm no one. I'm no one. And Buffy's like, oh, oh okay. All right, that's all right. That's cool. And uh, we cut to Sunnydale and Giles is, um, or no, I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, Jumped up backwards to my notes. Um, uh, that night, Lily finds Buffy on the. They, they kind of 
it looks like they run into each other, but I have a feeling like Lily's been kind of searching for Buffy and runs into her. And, you know, that's when she kind of says she's calling her Anne. She's like, Anne, Anne. And then she says Buffy. And that's when Buffy stops. And like, she's like, oh, fuck. And she's like, yeah, I thought it was you. And they talk about that, the deal that you were talking about, where it was the episode where she was uh, part of that vampire worshiping cult and all that. And Buffy's like, yeah, I fucking remember you dumb bitch. And I've already saved you once. What do you want? And she's like, they talk for a while about their lives in Sunnydale and whatnot. And Lily's just a pathetic loser. I mean, she just bounces from guy to guy who takes care of her. And, and she's just, she's just sad. And she's like, Oh, Hey, there's this rave and, um, we should go to it. And, you know, but I don't have any money. And basically she's saying, Hey, you want to go out, but and you pay. (laughs) (laughs) That's basically what she's saying. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, Buffy's like, yeah, not so much. And, and she feels bad though. She's like, she's like, but here, I've got the money. I'll give you the money. And and you and, um, Ricky, Ricky can go. And, and, um, at just then this old man walks past him, kind of like bumps into him. And uh, he's just in a daze and kind of just strange looking. And um, and he's saying the same thing that that old woman was saying. He's like, I'm no one. I'm no one. And Buffy just she's like, what the fuck? And he gets out in the street and just kind of stops and is all dazed and confused and goofy. And here comes a car, of course, like barreling down the street, doing like 300 miles an hour for no apparent reason. And so Buffy like drops her purse and shit and fucking runs out there and shoves him out of the way. And then she gets fucking housed by this car, just fucking smashes up the windshield, flies up in the air, the whole nine yards hits the ground and is pretty much fine. And all the passers by and come running to her aid. And the guy who hit her comes out and everything. And, and, uh, and she when just, he, when he realizes she's fine, he dumps gasoline on her. Right, and I'm and, and, and he lights a match. Lights her on fire. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, why did you do it? <laughs> what the fuck?" And he and then and then he pulls out a stick out of his out of his jacket and a marshmallow mm-hmm. and starts roasting a marshmallow while she's burning alive. And I'm like, "Yeah, what is yeah. what am I watching right now?" <laughs> and then I realized it was Faces of Death. So, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, so anyway, all these people are crowding around, and Buffy's like, "Ah, I got to get the fucks out of his before they figure out that I just got hit by a car doing 300 miles an hour, and I don't have a scratch on me." So she goes bailing, and we run into this creepy fucker named Ken, who we've seen kind of before, where he's passing out like flyers to all the seemingly downtrodden, hopeless loser. Uh, fucking uh, homeless teens and shit. Well, he runs into her and they run into each other and he gives her one of those uh, flyers and is giving her this fucking bullshit spiel. It's it's called the family home and uh, he's like, you know, you should come and oh, blah, blah, blah. You know, gives her that bullshit spiel. Uh, sounds like a crazy religious cult, but we'll come to find out it's even worse. <laughs> um, so she's like, yeah, okay, thanks. And then she for some reason, she just punches him right in the Adam's apple, and mm-hmm. he starts choking and and spewing blood up, and she just yeah. fuck walks away like bitch. Yeah, and it's, she's like, choke on that, Ken. 
yeah, the show took a, it's taken a really weird turn yeah, here yeah. in the third season. Yeah. Well, then we cut to the bronze, which God, I don't think, I don't think we saw the bronze like in the last like four episodes of last season, did we? Nah, it's been a hot minute. It's yeah, been it's a been hot minute. But we now are in the bronze, and Xander and Willow and Oz are kind of moping around and listening to the music of Belly Love, um, uh, which is the uh, is are they? I assume they're a real group. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they're they, they're playing and and uh, they're all basically kind of talking about how terrible their slang technique is and uh, then Z- <laughs> Xander, who is pissed at Cordelia and vice versa. He realizes they should use Cordelia as bait, which might lead to better results for their uh, vamp hunting. And I'm like, wait, why don't we just use Xander as bait? Because if he gets, if it goes wrong and he gets killed, there's no loss. (laughs) If Cordelia gets killed, I mean, I love Cordelia. I don't like Xander. So we should be using Xander as bait. 100% agree. 100% agree. Yeah. And Jan, uh, Janders, uh, Giles returns home uh, from the little quick trip to uh, Oakland, and it was unsuccessful. Um, he's there at he's come to uh, Buffy's house to speak with uh, mom, mom, Buffy, uh, who, uh, you know, she's having just a rough time of it. Of course, she's a very involved mother, as we know. She's been in at least 30% of the episodes. So she's she's incredibly involved. Um, so here we go, James. Here we go. Here's the fucking scene, the first scene that pissed me off in this episode. So she's really down, but, you know, blah, 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 blah. And Giles says something to the effect of, you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't blame yourself, you know, for this whole thing. And and this fucking cunt looks him dead in the eyes and says, oh, no, I don't blame myself. I blame you. And I... Bitch. I wanted to reach to the screen and smack the fucking taste out of her mouth. Because I was like, you have some set of fucking balls on you to say that Giles is at fault for this whole thing. Yeah, because she says to him, she also says, "You took her from me, and and you and everyone lied to me, and you hid all this from me, and blah blah blah." I'm like, "Yeah," because look how you fucking reacted when you found out the truth, you stupid bitch. You told your fucking is she 17 at this point, Buffy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You told your 17 year old daughter as she was leaving the house to literally save the world by you. Killing the person she loves. The greatest love of her life. Okay. You told her as she was leaving to do that, that if she did do that, she better not, that she was not to come home. Okay. Those are the facts. And this fucking bitch, I can even see it on Giles' face. He's like, do I snap her neck now or do I allow her to spew this verbal fucking (coughs) yeah? For um, forward just to hear how stupid she's going to sound. And he just allowed, because he's Giles, he's a good guy, and he just allows her to to puke this shit out. And 
I know we've always been kind of hard on Joyce, or at least I have. But now I really hate this bitch. Like I really truly do. The not, not the care, not the actress. I love right, her. To, right, right, right. I'm talking the character. I fucking hate this character. L- literally, like I'm not even. No joke. Like she said that, and literally my reaction was what I just said here. I was like, this bitch. Right. What? Right. Like, and. Uh, to Giles's credit, instead of like snapping her neck right there, <laughs> he 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 kind of lays it back on her. He's like, "I didn't make Buffy the person she is." Right, <laughs> right, and that's a double entendre, really, because he's he's saying number one, obviously, I didn't turn her into the Slayer. It was it's it, that was fate. Right, and number two, I didn't raise her. You did. Right you fucking bitch and you're right. never around and she's gro- she's been raised in a broken fucking home her father has been in one episode in three fucking seasons so how about you two go fuck yourselves with cacti how about that right, right. and that's exactly how that's exactly sorry and that's exactly how i read giles's line too like there was a double meaning they're like i didn't i didn't make her the slayer that's fate like not my prop, not my fault. And two, like you just said, I didn't raise her. Like she grew, she's from a broken home where she's never been supported in any sort of way at all. Like, and, and obviously like, this is just our opinion as viewers, you and I, other viewers may see it differently, but I don't feel like Buffy's ever gotten any real kind of, support from her mom no the, the bitch is never there she's never around right right like and I when get it that that's that's a part of the show making but it is what it is the bitch is never around right and then when she does finally find out like you said earlier when she does did finally find out what's going on with her daughter and why all these things are always happening what does she do she tells her if you fucking leave the house to go save the world, don't fucking come back. Right. Right. Exactly. So wait till next episode, bro. <laughs> Holy fuck balls. Wait till you think this is bad, but this is just, this is just the beginning of this bullshit where everybody's shitting on Buffy. And dude, all I know is if I was in, dude, I'm fighting everybody. I'm jumping up in people's faces and I'll be like, I, I got this Buffy. I got this. Because <laughs> you know, these fucking people, I swear. And I was gonna also say, Giles has been the only adult in her life, at least since the beginning of this television show, since she's come to Sunnydale, who has been a supportive, loving, um, you know, quality guiding force in her life. Oh yeah. And this fucking bitch has the balls to fucking say this to him after he has spent the entire okay i want to know this how many fucking trips has this bitch taken out of town looking for buffy i'm gonna go with zero she's been sitting at home in a book club and fucking playing with fucking friends and shit and and living her little uh gallery life uh while her daughter has been vanished and uh, giles has been Working his ass off, like pulling every fucking 
favor and clue he's got and and traveling all over on his own dime looking for Buffy because why? Because he loves Buffy. Right. Loves Buffy like his own. Whereas fucking Joyce is just a useless deadbeat mother. And I and I'm and I'm and I'm and I'm sticking by that. Yep. She needs to have a stroke. That's all I'm saying. Don't what? worry. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that was a long rant, I know, but boy, it I had was. to get it out. I had to get it out of my system. There's and but like this is like we've talked about it before, but this is like build up and icing on the cake. Like you you know, I I hear other people talk about Buffy. And they they uh, heap praise on her. We love Joyce. Joyce is such a good mom. This yeah. I'm like, what are we even watching the same show? Exactly. I'm like, I'm like, if you're gonna sit there and worship Joyce and act like she's actually some good mother, a I hope you don't have kids because you're probably a shitty fucking parent. And b are we even watching the same fucking show? Because I don't right. think we are. No. Because even when Joyce is around, which, as we've discussed, is it, not it, very often, uh, she is a horrible mother. Yeah. yeah. she She's not supportive at all. All she's interested in is Buffy doing what she says for no for no real reason. Right. You know, so fuck. I love Christine Sutherland. Don't get me wrong. Love her to death. Yeah. But yeah. Joyce Summers can go fuck herself. Fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. Uh, and a lot of this is is to be blamed on the writers, quite frankly. Oh, sure, sure. Because they could have made her a very powerful, strong force in Buffy's life, and they right. opted not to. But because I know they wanted to have the Giles character, but they could have had both. They could have, right? But for whatever reason, they chose this as, right. I guess, you know. And I'm like, okay. So anyway, um. We cut back to L.A. now, and uh, would you like to take over, James? You know, where, do you know where we are? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. We cut back to L.A. and um, Lily shows up at the diner to speak to Buffy, and she tells her that Ricky's been missing for well over a day. And oh, wait, pause really quick. Sure. I just wanted to ask, I wanted to ask you this earlier when I when the characters were first introduced. What do you think Ricky's last name is? Um, Nelson. Oh, I was going to go with Bobby. I but, don't. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what that says about each of us. You went with the Talladega Nights reference, and I went with the uh, uh, the Ozzy and Harriet. Uh, Ozzy, uh, yeah, Ozzy and Harriet. Uh. <laughs> but there's a whole bunch of young folk right now who might be listening to us who went, I'm sorry, Ozzy. Ozzy. Ozzy would, I thought her name was Sharon. What? Yeah. <laughs> Sharon! <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know what that says about, about, uh, about each of us. <laughs> we're both nerds. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she tells Buffy that Ricky's been missing for, well over a day and she's worried about him and um buffy kind of at first like doesn't want to want to hear it she's well, kind of clearly like oh my god I, how many times do i have to fucking save you right. like i so don't care about your dork loser boyfriend <laughs> right 
Um, Please go away forever. <laughs> and uh, she, um, Lily eventually convinces Buffy to help her. And uh, they end up, um, they end up going to a local blood bank that Lily and Ricky go to frequently to donate blood to make some extra cash. And according to the lady they talked to there, Ricky hasn't been there in the last few days. And and this bitch is suspect from like, <laughs> like <laughs> we come to find out some things, but like, as soon as I saw this, this nurse or whatever she is, I'm like, Suspect, suspect. <laughs> right. She's right. just putting off that vibe. Um, uh, da, 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 da. So um, Lily and Buffy agree to kind of split up and and individually check out some places that that uh, um, they frequent and meet up at Buffy's apartment later. <clears throat> then we cut to an abandoned building and. Uh, Buffy goes inside and um, uh, she's looking around and she stumbles across a old man uh, dead on the ground and there's a bottle of drain cleaner next to him. And uh, isn't it the same? It, it, am I wrong or is it the same old man that she saved from getting hit by the car? It, it is the same okay. old man. Yes. Okay. Um. Uh. Which, which is initially, I'm guessing why she goes over to check on him because she recognizes him. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so uh, he's got the empty bottle of drain cleaner next to his head, and kind of intimating that he drank it. And like, what a him. fucked up way to kill yourself! Right. Drink a bottle of bleach. Um. Uh, and she's she's kind of. Uh, examining for lack of a better word the body and she sees the um, tattoo on his forearm it's Ricky's tattoo that's the uh, half a heart and has Lily's name in it the the match to Lily's tattoo that, that they showed Buffy earlier um so this dead so this old clearly Ricky. This dead old man is Ricky, and he's like, what would you say in the seventies? He's he's about eighty. Eighty, okay. Yeah, yeah Ricky but, was like eighteen, nineteen. Right, right. It, late teens, early twenties at most. Um, but yeah, Buffy does say, um, does tell Lily that this guy looked like he was about eighty. So. And the fucked up thing is. For whatever reason, she pours gasoline on the body and just lights it on fire. Right. Like, She's what like, good, what's the point? What's, funeral up in here. Right. Like, what's the point of that, Buff? Come on. Right. I mean, what's with everybody burning shit this week? Right. Um. So we cut back to Buffy's apartment and Lily's there and Buffy shows up and Buffy's all like, sorry, sis, your boo's dead. <laughs> and, oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. This scene, this scene too, bro. But you, um, you, you go right ahead. Um, uh, Lily's kind of refusing to believe it, and and um, um, 
Buffy, you know, tells her, you know, the 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 weirdest thing about it is that this guy was like 80 years old. It was like something, you know, uh, sucked the life right out of him. And Lily asks if it was vampires and Buffy's like, no, vampires can't accelerate the aging process like that. And then Lily, this whore (laughs) who has already had her life saved by Buffy once proceeds to blame Buffy. She tells Buffy that, uh, it's her fault and she brought this here with her when she came to LA. Uh, and then she, um, storms out of the apartment and who does she run into? But our good friend, youth pastor, past youth pastor, Ken. Yeah. Creepy youth pastor, Ken. And, uh, they're talking and, He's all like, you know, come to the come to the family home, da 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 da, and he's they like, have hamburger helper and molestation there, right? Um, he's like, if you don't like hamburger helper, we have tuna helper, and if you don't like tuna helper, we also have um molestation, <laughs> and if um, you don't like being molested, too bad, <laughs> too bad, because you're now part of us. Now where's this cloth? Um. And uh, he tells her that uh, whoever told her Ricky is dead was was telling her a tall tale because Ricky's alive and well and staying with him at the at the family home. So Lily, of course, goes with Ken to the shelter. And uh, at that point, we cut to Buffy having broken back into the blood bank after it's closed. And uh, uh, she's going through the files and she finds Ricky's and um, uh, the word candidate is written in in his file. So she starts. Which, by the way, really quick, um, this is a goof em up. Go ahead. It's, did you happen to see that his form, you know, where she had written candidate? What about it? It says Sunnydale Blood Bank on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she starts going through other files and seeing the same thing. And then the, the lady from earlier shows up and, uh, Buffy, uh, starts questioning her and, you know, what did you do with them? And she says, by questioning, we mean, Buffy is beating this bitch's ass. Yeah. yeah. Like she had a pair of vice grips and a blowtorch. Mm-hmm. It was not pretty. It was like that scene in Hostel. Yeah. yeah. Where the guy yeah. takes the blowtorch to the Asian lady's face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't, yep. She gets it her answer. Yeah. Um, so Buffy questions her and. Um, she says she didn't do anything with them. She just gave their names to uh, him. And Buffy's like, well, who the fuck is him? I'm not playing the pronoun game with you right now, bitch. Yeah. And then she and then she fucking burns her again with the blowtorch. Right. Um, 
so anyway, uh, that leads Buffy to the family home center, and she Which, really quick. I forgot the at the beginning of that scene when Buffy has broken into that blood bank, and that woman comes out and says, "You know, what are you doing?" I, I love Buffy's line. She's like, she's like going through the files, and she's like, "Oh, I've just broken into your office, and I'm going through your files." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I just I love that. It was good. Something else funny in that scene, and I think it's funny because it's just so casual, is the lady's like, I'm going to call the cops. And Buffy just reaches over, not rips even paying attention, yeah. just rips the phone yeah. out of the wall yeah. and just keeps yep. going about her business. And then the bitch is like, oh, OK, I guess I'm not. <laughs> but it's so funny because it's just so nonchalant. She just reaches over, rips That's it out fun. of the wall. Um, so, uh, Buffy ends up, uh, finding Lily and Ken in, in one of the rooms in the, uh, family home center. And, uh, but before she can find out what's going on, um, Lily gets pulled into, there's a pool of this strange black goo on the floor. And Lily gets pulled inside of it. And, um, along uh, with, along, no, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, and, and then Buffy and Ken start to kind of fight, and they end up both falling into the pool. And we see them fall through, and on the other side, they crash down onto a floor. Um, and Buffy kind of scrambles over to make sure Lily's okay. And meanwhile, Ken. But she's off- not because she has she has a compound fracture in her leg. There's bones yeah. sticking out, and she's like, "No, I'm not okay. I fell like fucking 15 feet on a concrete." And Buffy's like, "Don't be a bitch." Right. And you know. And then Lily's like, "But it hurts so bad." And then Buffy snaps her neck. <laughs> yeah, she she can't listen to it anymore. Yeah. She's like, "All right, all right, enough." Right. Um, (laughs) And mumbles to herself something about how it was more humane than letting Lily suffer. (laughs) With. (laughs) Um, She had to put her her down. Right. Right. Uh, uh, So she's checking on Lily and kind of off camera. You hear Ken complaining about his face. And we cut to Ken, and he he pulls off his fake human face, and he's bitching about, uh, do you know how long it takes to glue that thing on? And uh, he's a demon underneath. Which, and, uh, to be fair, the, the, the millisecond you meet this character earlier in the episode... You know you something's know off about he's him. He's fucked up. Yeah. You know? If yeah. he's not a diddler, then he's a demon. Same thing. Right. Um. So he calls for the guards and Buffy grabs Lily and they try to escape and the guards chase after them and Buffy and Lily end up running into uh, just a huge factory and uh, there's just it looks like hundreds of uh, presumably other missing runaway teens um are working as slave labor in this factory, which we um, never, 
I mean, first of all, did we mention that they're now in another dimension when they went through that black pool? Uh, not yet because it's it comes up in scenes oh, okay. later. Yeah, so. so spoiler, we're in another dimension. Uh, but what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, I have no idea. We never, never see, explain it. We never like they just have them doing things. Yeah. And it's like it's vital to their existence, the demons. But we don't see like I don't know. I don't know if they have them like, you know, licking stamps and envelopes forever. We don't know what they're doing, but right. they're doing things. Yes. Um, and uh, there's guards around and they they've they're they're whipping them. And um, Ken and the other guards catch up to Buffy and Lily and um Ken knocks Buffy unconscious. Uh, and we cut to his, one guy who's getting whipped, but he likes it. He likes it. He's, he's like, like ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, the guard like cracks the whip on his back and he's like, Daddy! <laughs> <laughs> he's like, More, more. Right. I mean, no. And then the guard's like, excuse me? And the, the, the kid that's getting whipped is like, no, nothing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mom's the word. Uh, yeah, so Ken knocks Buffy unconscious. And then <laughs> we cut back to Sunnydale. And uh, um, you know what? I'll, I'll keep I'll take this, too. OK. Uh, uh, we come back to Sunnydale, and Xander and Willow and Oz are uh, are once again on the hunt for the vampire that got away the other night, but this time uh, using Cordelia as bait. And everyone kind of assumes they're hiding positions, and of course Xander and Cordelia start to argue over um, uh, what they did or didn't do over summer and who forgot who and this and that. And um, of course their fight gets interrupted by Willow screaming as the vampire has uh, snuck up and is attacking her. And But Xander's like not, he's just still arguing. Right. Even um, though she's being literally eaten alive. He's like, you fucking didn't call me also. Um, and Oz, Oz fucking shows up out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, he's like, 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 like he's he, like he's there at the beginning of the scene. But then when they all go into their hiding places, he just like Seth Green disappears. And then all of a sudden he's just out of nowhere. He's like, I uh, am vengeance. And he lands on the fucking guy. And yeah, right, right. Um, and uh, but the vampire knocks Oz to the ground and Xander gives it a shot. And um, uh, they end up kind of like locking arms and um Xander can't drive the stake any further into his chest and they're doing the Macarena at this point. Right. And uh Cordelia comes up from behind the vampire and kind of pushes him and all three of them topple over onto the ground and as they fall the all stake was come off and they start well I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Um, and they just have a three-way right there. <laughs> just have a three-way right Court, on the television. Cor- Cordy's getting DP'd right there in the cemetery. And it's like hardcore like photography. Right, right. Right on the WB. 
Right. Full, full. We're not, we're not talking like Cinemax, Shannon Tweed type stuff here. No, no, no. we're talking like uh, orange YouTube type stuff here is what we're talking about. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, It's uh, for, for primetime teen drama on, on basic cable. I'm not sure how they got away with this. They're like or, spitting in each other's mouths and shit. Oh. I mean, it's gotten crazy. <laughs> or or we could have been watching something completely different. That's possible. That's I mean, possible. I usually have multiple windows open. What? Um so as they topple as the, all three of them topple onto each over um of course the stake gets driven into the vampire. The vampire dusts Cordy ends up falling on top of Xander and they end up kissing, making Passion, out passionately right there. Uh, and then we cut back to LA in our, uh, we're in a prison cell in the factory. And what's happening there, Jeremy? Well, we're not really in LA cause we're cutting back to this fucked up. Right. They don't say it's just a different dimension, put it that way. Right. I'll call it a a hell dimension. Um, and this and is I'll, actually well, this is the scene where we find out that it's another dimension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, the new slaves are being inducted, being told that uh, they don't matter, and he makes them all say, "I'm no one." And if if someone he says, "Who are you?" and I'm well, no one. So, something that we should mention because it explains why Ricky is old. Is that? Ken, yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, Ken tells them that time works differently here. Right. One day, one day in our reality is equal to a hundred years in this dimension. Right, right. So that's how. And and when they get too old to work, which I'm like, they're not much of evil demons. Like you would think. Well, they got too old to work. They would kill them. <laughs> right. No, they give right. them. A, they give them a bus pass and send them back to Earth. Literally. Right. And I'm like, okay, but anyway, so there's this demon who's like, who are you? And this one guy says, I'm Johnny or whatever. And he just fucking smokes him in the head with this big stick. And then he's like, who are you? I'm no one. I'm no one. And then they get to Buffy and they say, who are you? And she says, what does she say? I I didn't even, I didn't put down exactly what she said. She says, I'm Buffy. I'm Buffy, the vampire slayer. And you are? Yeah. And then, of course... all hell breaks loose and a big fracas and uh this this is only one of two times in the entire series that she refers to herself as buffy the vampire slayer right right so there's this huge fight all throughout this this factory i guess you could call it and um all this shit and then finally ken has gotten a hold of lily and he's got a knife a knife to her and he's like you know he launches into this big speech and um, he's like, you know, blah, 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 no one escapes and yada, yada. And then all of a sudden Lily, <laughs> Lily just shoves him and he falls off, like falls way down to the ground and is just like mush. It, it, it's, it's a great, great, it's so Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you know? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Buffy's just from down below. She's just like, oh, okay. Well, that takes care of that. Right. And like, again, just like kind of the the nonchalantness of it is what's so funny like lily just nonchalantly pushes this guy to his death and, and he's buffy, in mid-sentence he's like and i'm what right <laughs> you know? and and that alone is funny 
But yeah. then on top of that, like how like the nonchalantness of Buffy realizing that this dude's dead now and then restarting the fight. Right, right. So she finishes they're housing some guards and then she gets all the people together and they get they go running and they get past this big iron uh, gate and just then Ken actually catches up with them. So he's not dead, but he's pretty fucked up. And uh, the gate falls though. And it fucking impales him by his legs. And he's, so he's like stuck there. And uh, she grabs this. Uh, what was it? Is it like a bat or just this huge stick or something? Or it, it looks, it's definitely a bat, but there's like, spikes like not nailed into it but it looks like the spikes are like molded into the to the bat into the bat yeah yeah she's like hey ken because he's you know again he's impaled to the ground but through his legs and she's like hey ken want to see my impersonation of gandhi and then she literally fucking like she fucking negans this guy she (laughs) like she just bludgeons this fucking demon like you hear like crunching and squirting and like, and he's just like, Oh, please just kill me. And <laughs> so she finishes him off and, and, uh, Lily's like Gandhi. And she's like, well, yeah, if he was really pissed <laughs> and, uh, everybody gets back up through that pool of goo, um, back to our dimension, our reality. And, and Lily's like, well, what do we do about that? you know, talking about the entrance to this shitty dimension and it just disappears. And she's like, Oh, okay. That'll handle that. So anyway, then we cut, I guess it's the next day. We cut back to the crack house where Buffy has been living and she has, uh, uh, gotten dressed into her Buffy clothes and has packed, packed up. And she's apparently going to head back to Sunnydale to, uh, you know, try to fix things there and Lily's there and she's, she's going to let Lily take over her identity as Anne. And she's like, I also talked to whoever at Helen's Helen's kitchen and you can, you can take my job there. And this place is paid up. I think she said for two weeks, the apartment Uh, there, three, three weeks, three weeks. Okay. And, um, Lily, and yet still Lily is so fucking unthankful. She's like, I can't really take care of myself. And I wanted Buffy to be like, well, fuck, I'm not your fucking mom, okay? (laughs) Fucking, I gave you an apartment for three weeks, a job, and an identity. What the fuck else do you, but. I'm not your mom, and I don't have a good mom, so I don't know (laughs) how to be a mom. (laughs) Right. But Buffy, being nice and being Buffy, she says, well, you know, it gets easier. You know, in other words, sorry. You can do it. You can do it. And we cut back to Sunnydale and we're at Buffy's house and we hear a knock on the door and, um, Joyce opens the door and it's Buffy and Buffy immediately fucking punches her right in the fucking jaw. And you hear her jaw break Joyce's and credits. That's the end of the episode. (laughs) That is actually they hug, but same thing. They do. It's a warm, lovely moment. It is. It is warm. I don't know if it's lovely, but. Um, how about a little monsterology, Jeremy? Okay, let's do that. What's our monster this week? Uh, nothing really. Okay. 
Okay. Though the um this whole underground labor camp is, is very <laughs> well, it's stupid, but it it's very reminiscent. It gives off a lot of um uh communism at the height of the Cold War era vibes. Well, like how how Americans viewed Russia and and communism, you know, during the height of the Cold Cold War era. Especially um, given the fact that there's a scene where she's when she's fighting she has a sickle in one hand and a hammer in the other. Yeah. Thus signifying the uh, CCCP. Um, so, yeah, that's it uh, for Monsterology. Nothing really. Um, our body count this week is six. Yeah. A lot of death. A lot of death. Um, as previously stated, our bronze band was Belly Love. Uh, our music this week... Uh, Back to Freedom, performed by Belly Love from their self-titled album, Belly Love, released by Bad Boy Kitty Records in 1998. Um, And uh, Deliverance, as composed by series composer Christoph Beck. Um, Jeremy, why don't you give me your rating and final thoughts for this episode? Um... Mm. See, I, 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 I went back and forth with this one on what to rate it. Um, and I never did come to a, I always come to a hard conclusion and I write down my rating on my, on my notes, but mm-hmm. so this one, I'm just going to call as it happens. Um, I'm going to give this a two and a half, two and a half. Okay. Um, I figure, you know, it's midway. I didn't <clears throat> hate it. I did not hate it, but there were definitely fucking parts to piss me off as we discussed with Joyce's bitchism and Lily's bitchism and, and everything. And I felt for a season opener, it was, it was kind of weak, you know, um, the, the, the whole, uh, I said camp, uh, factory thing, like where the demons that meant nothing because, we don't even know what their nefarious plans are, are or were, um, right. why they had to have these people to do this work. And if they're so evil, why aren't they just offing these people when they get too old to work? Why would they just send them back? Like, okay, you're free now. You know, we're benevolent demons. Um, I don't know that. So that whole thing was just a, to a plot hole really to me. Um, so yeah, it wasn't. There were some great, hilarious lines. There were some great, hilarious moments, like you know, Lily shoving Ken uh, off the pedestal there and everything in mid sentence. <laughs> so there were some great things in the episode, but I think overall, I, I'm taking my rating from the fact that I felt like, um, like I said, for for a season opener, I just felt like it was it was pretty weak or just kind of you know lackadaisical. Um, right, right. But it it wasn't a a bad episode by any by any stretch at all. I mean, we have seen some stinkers in this, you know, especially oh, yeah. season one. But this wasn't a stinker. But it was just kind of a eh, you know, not all my list of must see Buffy episodes. Right. Um, so yeah, I'll go with a two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, James. Yes, sir. How many um, hammers and sickles? Do you give this episode and tell us a little bit about your final thoughts? Uh, 
I'm going to go uh, two okay. on this one. Um, and it, it's a lot of what you said. Um, you, For better or worse, he who shall not be named um, is capable of putting out something much better than this. Um, yeah. It was very lackluster as a as a season premiere. Um, it uh, especially, you know, as you alluded to, we don't know what these this these demons goal was. You know, like why 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 are they making humans work this factory? You know, for their entire lives and then just redepositing them back on the streets where they came from. You know, what's what the end goal? Why? You know. Um, so there's that. Um, it very it felt very much like a like a mid season filler episode as opposed to a uh, um, season premiere. Um, I, I get that there was probably a desire to not jump right into having Buffy back in Sunnydale, you know, at the beginning of the season and kind of wanting to to show what she's gone through, you know, over the summer while while she was, you know, after she ran away at the end of season two after becoming part two. Um, but and, I, you know, I'm not I'm not a writer or anything. So creatively, I don't know how I would have done it better. Um, but I feel like there were there were better ways that it could have been done um, than this episode. So, yeah, yeah off, the top, off the top of my head, I don't know how I would have done it better, but I'm sure I could have done it better. <laughs> right. I mean, they could have just thrown a line, maybe <clears throat> two lines and at some point and been like, when Ken's explaining the whole other dimension and blah, 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 he could have just had a couple of lines to explain why you're like, and shit. I don't know what the fuck they had him doing, but right. Um, Swinging and, miss. and the um, the the sickle like weapon that Buffy was fighting with that you keep alluding to um, is actually called a hunga munga. Oh, OK. Well, hunga munga you too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I think. Um, uh, for for my money, um, uh, next week's episode um dead man's party would have been a better season premiere except for the fact that like 20 minutes of it just fucking pisses well, me right right which but, we'll we will discuss in detail right but but yeah i still think that would have worked better as a season premiere yeah you know like yeah i mean have, I, I had no problem with the setting or the fact that buff that 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 we're dealing with buffy um in la uh still hiding out and whatnot none of that it's just the 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 B plot was just weak, right? You know? Right. It just it it wasn't it wasn't season it like we said it wasn't season premiere material. Yeah. Um. Like I, I would have fine if there hadn't been a B plot if it like there hadn't been. 
Buffy is always going to be Buffy, regardless yeah. of where she's at or what the circumstances is are. Um, you know, when when push when push finally came to shove for her, she ended up being Buffy. Yeah, the you good know. guy. What's that? There's some saying, but basically, it a good guy is always a good guy. You know, right. no right. matter or or when. So right. So um. So I did. I did enjoy that. I that is probably one of the one of the better through lines of this episode is that Buffy's always gonna be Buffy. She's always gonna be the hero, and she's always gonna do the right thing. So. Yep. And that is that. James. Yes, sir. I have an important question for you. Okay. Where can people follow us or find us on, on that their interweb? Well, Jeremy, if our listeners and viewers are so inclined, mm-hmm. they can go to BuffyRevisited.com. Okay. And there they will find a link to our email address, which is BuffyRevisited at gmail.com. And they can email us directly uh, to discuss Buffy or Angel, uh, or the series overall, specific episodes, uh, or and everything in between related to Buffy and the Buffyverse. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, they will also find a link to our Facebook page. Um, they will not find a link to our Twitter because we do not have one. Right. Did Did you uh, remove why, the link? Why do we not have one? No, I didn't. I better do that. Um, uh, why do we not have a Twitter, James? Because Elon Musk sucks. Hashtag fuck Elon. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, there will be a link to our Facebook where you can – they couldn't go and – uh, leave us messages, uh, comment on any of our posts, uh, reach out to us that way. Uh, again, we'd love to hear from you. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, next week we will be diving into season three, episode two, Dead Man's Party. And I can't wait because I have a lot to fucking say about that. So. <laughs> James, any closing words? Any final thoughts? Uh, no, just glad to be back. Glad to be back on on uh, on this. Looking forward to uh, the rest of the season. I feel like, uh, like we said, I think I think we got a little bit of a dud to start off with here for season season uh, opener, but. All right. He said, I'm one of your hosts. I'm your host, James. Ta ta.